Thanks for joining us on the Jock and Journo show. It is round 18 already. We're in the run home to the finals and the uh, the big stuff, the uh, September action is just around the corner. But it's been a tough week for a couple of the boys here on the Jock and Journo show. I'm Jade Clark from the Herald Sun. Scotty Pendlebury sitting next to me, big arm in a big black sling. The middle digit on his right hand, he's swathed in bandages. It looks absolutely massive and you look like you haven't slept a wink, my friend. How are you? Are you okay? I'm going okay. I didn't get much sleep last night. Um, I didn't know I had a heart in my finger. It was just throbbing all night. Oh. So, um, yeah, it wasn't a great outcome to break my finger on the weekend, but um, yeah, we got the win. So I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> you still sung the song. Yeah. What happened, mate? Because I saw the vision and you looked to tackle a Gold Coast player with his um, sad and then straight away. Like, you don't react much to pain on the football field. You you're, uh, you don't give too much away, but that looked like it bloody stung, mate. Yeah, it surprised me. Um, it was actually the, the second I touched him, I went to grab the ball and missed, and my right hand, middle finger must have been dead straight and just hit him in the chest, and it, that's when it broke. So like, you there poked and him in the chest. So I like, poked him in the chest pretty much, and it broke. There and then, but obviously at the time I hadn't processed and I went to tackle, about halfway down to tackle, I'd sort of seen my finger sitting a bit sideways um, Yeah, and ended up just grabbing that and I thought I dislocated it at the start and um, went to try and grab it to pull it back into place and <laughs> that um, oh well, it, I thought I did it because I heard it like um, pop sort of back in and um, but then yeah, I tried to like sort of make a fist and I couldn't do it because my finger wouldn't move so yeah, just waved to the dock and quickly come off and just sort of said like you know what's going on here can we strap it up and um we just did a few tests and just said i think you might be in a little bit of strife here but we can strap you up and get you back out there and you won't do any more damage so just strapped it up to another digit and went back out there so you've suffered a few injuries in your time not too many but you've you've, uh, felt a bit of pain on the footy field how painful was that compared to some of your other stuff you've broken your leg um it's probably it sounds weird it's like probably like the most painful thing I've done just because yeah. I suppose it's at the extremities of your body so like all the nerve endings and um, blood just felt like it rushed straight there and um, even after surgery I was good for about 12 hours and then last night I didn't get, <laughs> didn't get I don't reckon a second to sleep um, yeah just it's quite painful at the moment <laughs> it looks it um, and then you come back on the field um, which well, I come a- back on and tried to tackle someone straight away and that, that didn't go? I very quickly decided to use my left hand instead of my right hand and it didn't look very good, the, the effort. But I literally, I couldn't, I couldn't tackle because I couldn't make a fist. So. so you played the last quarter with one arm, basically? Um, yeah, well, I, at three-quarter time, so I did it halfway through the third and then at three-quarter time, one of the physios was throwing the footy to me uh, to just see if it would work. And it, it did, it was okay, but it's pretty much just moving the middle finger out the way and just using my yeah. left hand to catch it and... Yeah, but at that stage, the game was on the line and um, I thought I could go in and, and play a role. So I just put myself, sort of, I just come off the back at centre bounces and went in after that. And then sort of the last 10 minutes, just followed Ablett around and tried to nullify him and not touch the ball and make sure he didn't touch it either. So you're out there with one arm, <clears throat> clearly in a world of pain, and the coach says to you, can you go tag Gaza for us? Can you stop the one of the best players in the competition? Yeah, well, he's running a muck in the last quarter. Um, he looked like the one person player yeah. who's going to beat you yeah and so I think it sort of made sense that I could do that because I couldn't really do much else so I was yeah. like can you go just sit on him at a stoppage and just 
don't even worry about the ball and just try and take him take him away out of stoppage. And um, oh, I was only on him for probably seven or eight minutes, but um, yeah, it was yeah. I actually enjoyed. I love when I get a chance to play on players like that. So. Be even better next time if I had two hands to try and do it. <laughs> Good mate of yours. Coco, uh, our man of the people. He Captain Courageous sitting next to us here. You admire his uh, bravery out there? Jeez, you've pumped him up. It's <laughs> <laughs> no Tyson Goldsack effort. That'll get There's him. There's no back. Tyson Goldsack oh, effort. Oh, come on, champ. You'll get there. Ruler. But, I know this is half the podcast about you, the other half's about Jay. <laughs> oh. um, tell us the story. Your finger has more turns in it than Bathurst. Oh. Very quickly. What happened to yours? I was at, like, my uh, index finger on my uh, left so hand. Well, it looks a bit like a penguin when I straighten yeah, it out. Yeah, not don't great. Know. You like that? Um, so basically I was playing cricket and I threw the ball to a batsman in a warm-up, hit it straight back at my face like as hard as he could, put my left hand up in front of my face and it snapped my left index finger. Um, pretty Just bent it back and like, you could basically see the whole inside of my finger. Played cricket uh, two weeks later. Um oh, for a final that we played, so that was what pretty tough. But uh, I'm right-handed, yeah. So. But it still hurt to move. My, this you're going to have this issue when you come back. It's the so same. When you run around with the left hand um, sore because it's yeah. still healing and stuff, that yeah. still hurts even just running around. Yeah. But anyway, um, so you'll go on a cricket field. No one's trying to beat me up. Whereas, yeah, you come back, mate. You'll. Um, You'll enjoy all that. So it's been a tough week for you, mate, but the song. So it's been a tough month. How, tell us about the win and just uh, that moment, seeing the smiles on the boys' faces. You worked hard for that one. Yeah, the, the, I reckon the best moment after your win is when you're walking off the ground together. Um, yeah, because you know you've put all the work in and, yeah, you get the reward. And especially on the weekend with Wellesley playing his 250th, um, Blairy playing his 150th. So, um, you know, it was really important that I that we got the win as, as a side because yep. – um, you know, a couple of guys there that have clearly put a lot into their football and uh, it was great the boys could reward them. And then, yeah, as you said, singing the song um, is always nice. It's great to get in that circle, kick all the cameramen out of the middle and <laughs> belt it out. And, um, yeah, it was it was really good. And uh, I, I said it after the game, but the conditions were probably perfect for, you know, when you're a bit out of form and, you know, you need to get back into it. You don't want a nice, pretty game. You sort of want that Cracking. hard, slog, wet sort of... You know, horrendous conditions where every goal you you get, you got to earn, and it's just a real effort game. So, yeah, I was proud of the boys, and um, yeah, that last quarter especially when the game was on the line to dominate it as much as we did was was pleasing. And Reedy forward with Maury, Elliot Wells uh, for Sol. It was good to see that forward line uh, at full strength. I know you probably were well, just lasting on your. Oh, Wells, he makes a massive difference, doesn't he? Yeah, well, like, he, he has West- eighteen possessions, kicks two goals, eighty percent efficiency, playing forward, probably a couple of goal assists. He's just yeah, he's he's what we. It's what you expect when you bring a guy like that in, and yeah, yep. clearly it'd be nice if he had a, if he had played more games to date. But he makes us a completely different side. If I was Adam Simpson playing West Coast on Sunday this weekend, I'd sit Mark Hutchings on Wellesley. I know he's thirty three with his class disposal. Doesn't really matter about his age, does it? Well, not when he can use the ball like yeah. he does. Yeah, and yeah. I. Um, but I'm saying yeah. he's the man. Oh, yeah. If I was trying to stop one of your guys, you're yeah. clearly not playing. Yeah. Um, he'd be the one I'd yeah. sit on for sure. Which would be, it'd probably work for us if that happened because, well, he's playing Ford anyway, so he's got a backman attached to him. And um, and I've said this before, but he's he's the most impressive guy I've seen out training in that centre bounce phone booth sort of stuff with his quickness. Oh, he can get to your cleanness it's like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> he's seriously, he just strikes. From you just don't expect, and all of a sudden he's wrapped you up, and it's see you later. So he's uh, 
yeah, he's, he's been great for us coming in. And um, you think the a, recruitment will still will pay off? He's been a controversial one. Um, well, when he's played, it certainly has. It's just you know if he can get more games out and his body holds up, it's you you, you can tell by watching. I'm not sure what his record is since we've since he's played for us, but it, I think he's played like seven games and we're five and two. Yeah, so, five and two and one and seven. Yeah, so, so he's he just adds that little bit of. Class, yeah. and that's not to undersell his toughness as well, because he certainly brings that in spades. But he can win it inside, and then get it out to someone who makes a really good decision. So he's been really good. It's all ahead here over the next what is it, uh, five or six rounds to go. Final still a mathematical possibility, but very important that you guys play well over the remainder of the season. You know, what I loved over the weekend, fellas, about footy. I saw the Essendon secure a game on Friday night and then uh, the Geelong Hawthorne on Saturday, which is always a belter. The coffee bet was on Friday night. Oh, yeah, who won that? Uh, How'd that go, boys? I don't know, who won that? Scotty one? won that again and who lost it? Coco again. Yeah, well, well, I have that no sounds idea. like you did better than what you're making out. I tipped Essendon, you tipped St Kilda J, yeah. Coco St Kilda, St. and adamant that St Kilda was going to win. Yeah, I did think the I was Saints. Adamant that Essendon was going. Well, you're win. a big fan of the Bombers. You don't. Th- you think I and Louis underrate them. You do. They are What's so good very, about them? very potent up front. Um, I just don't see there's a real weakness in their side. The only weakness that I thought with Essendon is that shared experience together because they had a year out of the game. Um, you know, three quarters of side comes back in from yeah. 2015. They've got a few players that played all of last year. So it's just getting that balance right together. And I thought as the year goes on, they'll go from strength to strength. And I reckon their best footy is in front of them. So besides that, no weakness? Zero weakness? Well, I can't think of one. Well, I thought they sort of ran mostly one way. That was a question I had defensively, whether the quick midfielders, et cetera, work back. Yeah. That was, um, that was the question. Yeah, I no, I think they, they kept St Kilda to a reasonably low score, kept us to a reasonably low score. And they don't, yeah. They've got Joe Danaher up front who's... Mm. And on, and on Next Friday, night, yeah, on Friday night, Chris Judd said that if you're going to pick all the players, that all the players were lined up, the old schoolyard test, he'd have Joe Nanaher first, which is a huge call. Um, Unlike the media to do one of those huge calls, but interesting, Scotty. And then they got Hurley at the at the back end, so the bookends yeah. in terms yeah. of centre half, forward, centre half, back are as good as anyone yeah. in the league. And clearly. Tommy Bell Chambers. In the ruck, he's playing really, really good footy. He's a massive unit. What about Orazio Fantasia? Orazio Fantasia. Tell me about him. You. Had a, I saw him up close two weeks ago. Yeah, I just he's oh, you don't want to put too much pressure on him, but he's pretty close to the complete package for a forward line player. He's yeah. lightning quick. Um, if you put a tall on him, he's usually too fast. A small on him, he's too good overhead. Um, oh, I was going to say he's he's almost a bit serial like mm. in terms of just a match up nightmare. Yeah. And I even on the weekend. Um, what do you, he had the first three shots on goal and kicked three points, but he's just very dangerous. And is it, the way they play, they, they get up because he works really hard back to help defend, but then when he puts the hammer down, you don't want to be near him because he'll make you look really <laughs> slow, which he did to me a couple of weeks ago. Lucky that I just handed him straight over to a defender. <laughs> so, so these are all the thoughts that go through your head when you're picking your tip on Friday night? I just... I thought the Saints. Basically, I just look at the Herald Sun, see Pendle sitting on the bottom, <laughs> yeah, and I think whatever he tips, I'm just going to tip the opposite. Well, on the weekend, I was seven. And Did you? Seven well, you seven. M- yeah. Maybe you're back. Um, anyway, back to um, <laughs> back to the what I loved about the Essendon game was to see Joey Danaher isolated one out forward versus Jake Cullips. We saw that one-on-one matchup, and we just never see this in footy anymore. It was we wound the clock back, and it was fantastic. And then on Saturday, the same thing with Danger, um, theatrical and all. After hurting his foot, goes forward, isolated one-on-one. 
you know, uh, kicks five goals and it was uh, winding back the clock to the Gary Ablett senior day. So we just haven't seen those sorts of one-on-one matchups yep. in years, really. So that was refreshing for me. Well, um, I, didn't, I didn't see the Hawthorne-Geelong game because we played um, that at 4.40 or something in Gold Coast. But I was... I like watching Alistair Clarkson's press conferences. I reckon he gives a bit. Yeah, they are. They're to me, they're fascinating. And um, found it. Yeah, how he spoke about how it was a really unusual circumstance. Had they lost the game in terms of Geelong have never ever done that before. Played someone just completely as an offensive weapon, One deep in the forward line. Mm-hmm. And he just spoke about how it pulled their defence apart, and they didn't really know how to handle it. Um, and it's funny. And something like that does that change the scope of how sides now play against Hawthorne, potentially against the Bulldogs, mm. Carlton. Yeah. Do sides think, well, let's... They defend together. Yeah, let's... Uh, who does Hawthorne have this week? I don't even know, but whoever they've got, do they just go, right, oh, we're whacking one deep? And then and and clearly the other side of it, Hawthorne. So do they just go, right, oh, we're playing Monday, Fife, these guys, when they're not on ball, they're, they're just going to sit 30 metres out from goal. We're just going to sit them there. So what would not Hawthorne play? But Hawthorne, sit back. Yeah, but that's so... That's obviously what they struggled with on the weekend is yeah. do we sit back, do we the come connection. up and defenders six or do we defenders five and have one back? Um, and, and clearly Hawthorne will figure it out this week what they want to do. It's not like every side now gets the same advantage that Geelong had. But mm. yeah, I just found it interesting that um, yeah, all the traditionalists would have loved it. Student of the game, you are, Scotty. Just for our listeners, the coffee bit, what we do is we all pick the, who we think we're going to win on the Friday night game, the margin, most goals and most possessions. You don't have to bring it back up again. Um, and it's Coco, okay. let's be honest. Is well, how's you trying on? to claim the margin when you tip the losing side? We've, we've restructured. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have re- restructured a little bit. Hey, um, so the massive game on Friday night, top of the table showdown, Adelaide versus Geelong. I can't wait for this one. Our, uh, we'll be bantering and getting the... Uh, Getting the coffee bet action happening nice and early, Cocker. You get to tip so I go, first. Yeah, I get first tip. Scotty, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Well, do you reckon Sloan will play? No, let's, play, I reckon, let's, let's factor Dangerfield and Sloan out. Right? No, let's Dangerfield's fa- going to play. Huh? Dangerfield will no. play, surely. No, I don't think so. Why? I think he's minimal chance. He's got severe bone bruising of the foot, Scott. And he, I'm not sure if you saw him at the weekend. He was very he courageous f- to keep playing. <laughs> oh, yeah, after the initial hit, he looked pretty good. He moved pretty well up forward, come out and kick five goals, six, and was the best player on the ground. So, ah. I like the the drama of it all. Like I like seeing the emotion. Like, yeah. were you conscious of when you were hurt? Were you conscious of how it might appear to everyone, or were you conscious how it might have looked at the time? Um, I was more conscious about looking silly, like trying, trying to tackle someone with one arm and yeah. So, did to you pick think about ball. how it might look? No, not really. Yeah. I knew that when I come off, it was bloody sore. And they tried to put some tape on or squeeze it to feel the pressure. And How'd I did, that go? I really didn't like when the doc squeezed it. And then he did it a second time. And I was not impressed with him. So I you, told him the first time it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you try to mask injuries, hide injuries from opponents? Um, you yeah, did. Yeah. You always do. Yeah. Last year, broken ribs. Yeah. What was it this year you had your Oh, I didn't Achilles. hide broken ribs. Yes. They just went for the wrong spot. Um, yeah. A little bit. You get touchy about yeah. injuries. It was hard with my hand because after the game I had to try and shake hands and I had to go with the awkward left hand reverse. Oh, we saw it. Shake. We should get him on the Jock and Journal podcast actually. Danger. Oh, he'd probably speak for the whole show. <laughs> Loves to chat, doesn't he? <laughs> well, let's put the feelers out there. We'll try and get him on. We'll have some fun with him. Oh, but what's yeah. going to happen in um, in this game? Because Geelong has had the upper hand on Adelaide. I think uh, Chris Scott's won his last three over the Crows. They play that gatekeeper, that fullback who stays back. So Jerker Jenkins and Eddie Betts can't get out the back kicking those goals. Yeah. Who do you rate as a better side who's going to win? Um, it's tough, isn't it? Because, as you said, Geelong, 
especially this year when they played them at, at home. Yep. Um, so you know, it was completely one-way game of football, but credit to Adelaide. Geelong dominated that game, but only won by like 20 points. Mm-hmm. So back on their home deck, um, I, f- I feel like there is a bit of pressure on Adelaide to actually get a scalp, yeah. like get a really good side. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be really close. So I'm, I don't know. It's hard to go past Geelong though, because they seem to seems to be one of those matchups where they've just got it sorted against yeah. Adelaide. So unless unless Adelaide can really bully him around the clearances and stoppages, which they struggled with last time, I can't see them we, beating Geelong. What do you? We know the Cats are a very good stoppage side, but what do you make of the Crows' transition game? They sit whether it's Laird, where it's Lever, Kelly, these interceptors in defence. They just seem to. Um, it's going to be so good at intercepting the ball and then converting on the yeah, well, I think, counter-attack. I think it comes from, uh, generally, Adelaide put really good pressure around the ball. Um, good, Jay's standing up again now. He's getting excited. Um, yeah, they put really good pressure on around the ball, Adelaide. So a lot of the kicks going in, um, their defenders can read. So they all start on, you know, Lever starts on, say, this weekend. It's Menzel, um, but then backs himself to read where that kick's going to go because of the pressure around the ball. So... Um, but last time they struggled with that just because, the you know, Geelong, Geelong are a sort of a high handball side out of stoppage, so they don't, they don't necessarily quick kick out. And, you know, guys like Selwood, Dangerfield, they can sort of burst through and, and dunk in. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But their transition game, they are – if you turn it over against Adelaide in that, say, 70 to 30 metre mark in Adelaide's um, back half. Yep. So Geelong, if they turn the ball Geelong's over, forward. going inside forward line in yep. that area – they kill you. They try and get you really quick out the back because their forwards get so high up the ground. Uh-huh. They use Tom Lynch as sort of their middleman, their connector, yep. and then bang, Chief. out they go. Yep. So but as you said, Harry Taylor usually, or Lockie Henderson or whoever it is, Guthrie, they just sit back and they just let potentially one of their forwards go. You can get yep. that ball up there. Have that one. But now yep. you try and kick it back to an out number that we have. So it's a... Um, it's a battle of chess. This one, not checkers. Um, who you know? We talk about finals brands of footy. Is that a is that a finals brand of footy? Um, no. Well, I think it's you're talking about Adelaide's brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's and I've said this before, but it's really matchup dependent. Mm. So, as I said, Geelong seem to have Adelaide no. sorted. Yep. You know, they know what they're going to do. They know how to stop it. Um, but like always, you've got to do it again and again and again. So yep. it's a bit like Sydney Bulldogs for a while there last year. Every time they played, it was two sides that played exactly the same way, but Bulldogs were better at all the things that Sydney were yep. the best at. Mm. So that's why I wasn't surprised with the grand final result last year. Who are you tipping, Scotty? Sorry. Um, Who are you tipping now? If you well, if so I'm saying Sloan won't play, Dangerfield will play, and I will tip Geelong. Okay. It's too far out. <laughs> anyway, Dangerfield fronted the media in his normal, hilarious manner, uh, bandaged That's up. That's good. I like that bit of banter. Yep. Yeah, what did, what did you think of that firstly? And then it's probably a good one for Jay-Z, how Collingwood and Geelong handled the injury situation with Pendles. Who and, both spoke, yep. And Danger, who both <coughs> it spoke. Was, it was good because from a um, journalist or a media point of view, if you don't get up there and speak and say two minutes of whatever you want, yes, or yeah, it's hurt, not sure how long I'm going to be out for, but hopefully be back soon. If you don't say that... We've, we're charged with trying to find out anyway or potentially sort of guessing or speculating, if you know what I mean. So 
Um, because we, you have to get a story on Scott Pendlebury's injury or Pat, Paddy Dangerfield's injury. So why not just put them up and then we just write it from your mouth, if you know yeah. what I mean. Like, it's the easiest trick in the book. Not all clubs get that uh, yep. for some reason. But um, <clears throat> I thought it was very progressive, very smart media. And um, so instead of that story, like, where we guess how many weeks you may or may not be out or, or you know, try and find out with other information, we just quote you saying, you know, this is what happened. Yeah, it's I, said I, was, I said I was unsure. Well, yeah, and are you sure? I'm still unsure. You've got no idea and you're sitting in front of us now. So sometimes it's, yeah. you know, the guessing games of how long you're going to yeah. be out for can be pointless because that's why Barmy just said two weeks to everything. And I don't know, we believed him yeah. for about four still, years. Still before, does. <laughs> before we worked out. It's, yeah, it's just a minor injury. We'll be back in two weeks. It's just a game. But that's yeah. different for, surely it's different for you, uh, newspaper media compared to TV media. Well, I got a scan Sunday. So we got back from the Gold Coast Sunday morning, like just after midnight and... I had a scan that morning. What time? And when I, oh, I don't know, 9.30 I think it was, mm-hmm. and I rolled up to get a scan and there was like a card sitting out the front of the scan place. Tommy Brown? And when, yeah, Tom Brown. And when I think they realised it was me, they just jumped straight out, <laughs> started filming me. It's like, I'm, I don't know what you want because I'm about to walk in to find out what's wrong. <laughs> and then the other one is when you're walking out, they ask you if you know what's wrong and yep. you only got the scan and all those files get straight, sent straight to your doctor. So... Literally, when you're getting scanned, you have no idea what the outcome is because you, well, A, I'm not a doctor, and B, I can't read a scan. Yep. So, so, so what's the benefits of that? That's well, they get the grab, don't they? They, they get, get the see yeah. you walking in to get a scan, and they can see promote you. saying, "Oh, we've got exclusive, exclusive picks, Scott yeah. Pendlebury. Let's hear from him on his big injury." Even if you do say nothing, it's yeah. something for them to sell. And, and that, Tommy Brand can memorise number plates, by the way, which is a <laughs> I was in, quite I was a in my wife's car. Oh. We might memorise that. He knows, mate. How knows. would he know? Huh? Well, he knows. How would he know? <laughs> You're right. I take that back. <laughs> but that, but that's what you said. It's it, you do it to take away the guesswork, but then you're still not getting the yeah. accurate. Yeah. Always spoke about Just before I did the media here. It's like, well, do you want to do it here or do you want to be door stopped? Yeah, potentially the at the hospital. Potentially when you're going into surgery. And I said, well, let's just do it here. Then, and then everyone I don't leave you alone after that. Yeah, I was surprised. I walked in to get it done in queue where I had surgery and. Half expecting a camera to be there. No one is there. Hey, yeah, no. uh, it has been a, a tough week uh, for us. You got your finger, Coco's lost the coffee bed again, and I we we've discussed. Like, I'm not I haven't watched a lot of TV, like the mini series, watch a bit of Breaking Bad, watch a bit of Entourage, and and I put out the call to you guys a month ago. What's the next best series? Like, what should I watch? Because all my mates watch this, and you know, I don't. I, I'm just so far behind. Before you say anything, there's no Game of Thrones spoilers. No, we're not going to spoil it. Well, that's my point because we're not spoiler spoiler alert. I started watching Game of Thrones, and I'm up to the end of series two. And now with it coming back on Series 7, I've seen a picture with certain characters in it standing in a certain way, which sort of, um, you know, suggests something. And I'm that flat because it skipped five series ahead, completely ruined the whole thing for me. And um, well, it, I don't know it's if it does. Well, I don't know I if it does. A couple I've of key characters are still st- – like everyone's being killed currently. Where don't I'm even – don't hint at stuff. Yeah, but that's yeah, – that's, that's, I'm, I'm flat with that. The whole thing with Game of Thrones, I find, is there's – there's actually not key characters to a certain extent. There's, it's always forever changing and you'll always be surprised. Yeah, you're, so don't, you're five, don't think you'll preempt something because it never happens. You're five seasons behind. That's an <laughs> yeah. eternity. Yeah, yeah. I'm finding it but, very musical. But I, I was the same. It was uh, what, it came out Monday, kind of 11 a.m. It kind yeah, of such a weird time. Here. But um, I was, yeah, any, I stayed off social media. Sometimes I got tricked onto going on because of my normal right. addictive nature to social media. And it's, if I got a hint of anything, I was fuming. Like, 
It, it's a whole. People are sensitive about their shows. They, I'm feeling very sensitive. What's your best mini, the best series you've seen? What would you vote number one? I, I like what TV show or series of Game of Thrones? No, no, no. Yeah, TV show. Ooh. What would you vote number one? Question without notice. Uh, Vikings. Vikings. I love Vikings. There's a Ragnar Lost book. With, with Tra- Travis Fimmel in it. I used to go to school with Tra- Travis Fimmel. We're basically best friends. Like me and Gil. Me and Gil, best friends. <laughs> me and Travis Fimmel. Vikings is sort of like Game of Thrones, but stuff just happens really quickly in Vikings. Yeah? Is yeah. it as violent? More. More or... Um, it's really good. And Ragnar, he's Lord. Ragnar. Cocker, what's your favourite? Jeez, I can... Friends. Yeah, Friends is pretty good. Friends, the comedy. I get the court into it Friends. Doesn't count. Friends, all right. It does. Look at him. Look no, at him. His eyes light up when he heard friends. friends. This is. I'm. A, if if anyone asks who I who I am, I'm Ross. Who are you? If you're a Friends character, I don't really know. Alex loves Friends, but oh, I don't know. Come on, Jesus, you're boring. No. What are you? No, I'm not sure. What's Seinfeld? You're Who's Phoebe. the guy in Seinfeld? The big tall bloke. What's Phoebe. his name? George. Kramer. Oh, Kramer. Kramer. You're Kramer. Am I? <laughs> Your eyebrows are Kramer. <laughs> Oh dear, we've sort of uh, transgressed. Um, Wait, that, that's what, if you're if you're a character, who do you think Jay is? You can tweet that in oh. at Jock and Journal. Who do you, who do you think Pendles is? Because he doesn't know any good shows. He watches Vikings, so it's, you're not Ragnar. This will throw up some. Um, I'm Bjorn. Bjorn, son. Interesting results. Hey, um, at the bottom of the ladder, at the other end of the ladder, we just spoke about the Cats and Crows. We've got three clubs: North, Carlton, and Brisbane. Um, who are down there, and there's been some discussion about how each of these clubs are placed and which club you'd rather be backing uh, in terms of a list management perspective and who's going to rise up that ladder quick, uh, most quickly out of North Melbourne, Carlton and Brisbane. I've seen a lot about Car- of Carlton this year. They're on five wins, five Rising Star nominations. been very impressed because I thought they were going to have a tough year. And uh, you take your head off to Brendan Bolton. Uh, Brisbane have a very good spine. You look at Harris Andrews, Hipwood, um, Shacky. It would remind me of um, Joe Danaher. And Buddy? Yeah, more Danaher. Why is that? Because he's that More fast. like run and jumper. Yep. Yeah. Exciting Buddy's like player. a midfielder who just plays forward, <laughs> who's unbelievable. Of those three clubs, of those three clubs, I think North are, good. are the furthest away. Why? I don't see in terms of their kids... And I love the good people down there at the Kangaroos at Arden Street. They do a fantastic job. But I, d- I don't see the quality you don't of need to the kids that. there Backtracking. that Carlton and Brisbane do. Because I reckon the other clubs have got some real good top enders. Yep. I think cause, And credit to North Melbourne, they've had three deep runs in the, into the uh, final series. And I reckon Brad Scott and his crew there have overachieved a little bit for the list they had. They use free agency very smartly. But I, they'd be the ones I'd be most worried about. If I had to say one is a head out of Carlton and Brisbane, one or the other, I'd say probably the Blues have been really encouraged by them. How do you see those three clubs? Well, I always find it funny when you talk about lists. Um, and it just goes back recent history, but the Bulldogs, yeah. when Bevo come in, Everyone tipped them to be last. They mm. lost Ryan Griffin because they didn't have a coach and he wanted to get out and he went to GWS. And then I think Bevo took over in January. Yep. So they don't even have a coach it's for the a, start of preseason. Yeah, dog's breakfast. And he takes over then and then, pardon the pun, um, and then Libba does his knee in the first yeah. preseason game. So then they've lost their best and fairest. Their, was he their captain, Ryan Griffin, at the time? Their captain and best and fairest yep. winner, even if he Boxed wasn't, let's just up. say he was. Yep. Yeah, was. Um, he yeah, so then you probably wouldn't have thought that you could have got into like a worse situation as a head coach. No. 
and everyone said they'd become last. They had the worst list in the comp, everyone it looked, said. It looked grim. It did. Yeah. And then they finished sixth and played finals. And won it the next year. And won it the next year. So I would say that a fair bit of it comes down to not only what you think of the list, but the system you implement for that list. Because you have to have a system that complements your players, mm-hmm. not a system that you think works that doesn't complement your players. So Bulldogs, everyone knew they were a great contested side and he went there and turned that even better mm. and then add, added a defensive structure that made him near impossible to score against. And, you know, again, Bevo was the Hawthorne backline coach through those successful years and then bang, a flag. So, um, yeah, I just don't think you can get caught up into looking at individual personnel because the system takes you're always been a big system man i am a very big system man so looking at those three north carlton and brisbane how long has each been building for when was their starting point well north is very interesting north would be nine weeks yeah they played almost did they play finals last year they did they lost adelaide in the first final got belted because i remember they started the first half of the season nine and zero Mm -hmm. and really firmed for a you know, a top four berth, clearly. Uh, and then the wheels fell off and then they cut the four veterans, which is clearly the right call. They weren't expecting to lose Wellesley, your man as well. But I think uh, history will show that that was the right call. Um, so it only really makes sense. Brisbane got set back when those five blokes left. Um, and Carlton got ahead of themselves during the Mick Malthouse era. They thought they were a lot better than what they actually were. And then when Sauce came, they started again from ground zero, and history's going to show that was the right call. Fair enough. Speaking of the North Melbourne veterans, Scotty, um, I, I wondered, and I didn't write this or anything, but I wondered whether Boomer would have been a in good retrospect. fit. For, yeah, in retrospect, whether Boomer would have been a good fit for Collingwood. Because in terms of your ground-level players in the forward half, Faz plays probably a bit taller, Jamie Elliott probably plays a bit taller, you know, that, that uh, crumbing forward, that ground-level player in forward line, probably been a bit of an issue... This season, what did you did that ever go anywhere? Did you ever were you a fan of the move? Well, like I know he's, a, he's he's largely an offensive player, but I just I reckon he would have kicked goals for you. Yeah, I never never entertained the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I suppose in the off season, players just sort of get away, and you just trust the powers to be that they make yep. the right call. So yeah, um, yeah, clearly Boomer's a fantastic player, and he could probably still be playing AFL at the moment. But yep. um, I'm surprised he didn't get another gig. Yeah, it's a bit the same. Um, Alan Didak, when he was here, didn't get another gig. No, I thought um, he was finished. Yeah, I was surprised that he didn't get another gig yeah? here. They're pretty, uh, I, th- I still think the the players that are hardest to find are the ones who can kick goals. Yeah. They don't grow on trees. Like your Steve Johnson. Exactly. So, yeah, I think Boomer, Didak, Stevie Johnson, you can see that, you know, they Stevie J is still going to kick, what, about 30 goals a year. That's pretty hard to do. Yeah. He's so, a freak show. Yeah. Um, What's going on with the Herald Sun? Oh. Is Robbo? Robbo's got it in for. He's got it in for the coach here. He's, he's written got a back it in page for story about uh, the president saying uh, that he should go. If Eddie I read between the lines, mm-hmm. and I don't know Robbo very well, obviously no Eddie. There's a feud there, isn't there? Seems to be prickly, <laughs> oh, doesn't it? Ever? Well, it goes back to probably the drugs thing. Let's be honest. When it, there was a whole <clears throat> up to eleven story, and I don't think things have been. Magnificent sense. I, I don't know that. Just me from reading from out, outside. But Eddie's fired back this morning, hasn't he? He's fired up. What did you? Th- what did, I you... didn't hear Eddie. I was in bed and oh, you trying, were, to, you're in trying to double the pain. Yeah. Well, the one thing I'm, I admire about Eddie, right? And he's made some really bold and brave decisions over the journey. The one thing I admire about Eddie is just how passionate, how much energy, how much love and devotion he's got for the footy club. So, <clears throat> at a time when Collins, Collingwood's at a really interesting place. I do reckon you need a really strong leader, and he 
is that clearly. Yeah. You know, so yeah. the you know, it's been a probably uncomfortable year, but he's driving the bus with as much passion, um, energy cause and commitment that you guess um you would hope for. Oh. I mean if, have Great. you have you seen him over your journey? He's been first class since yeah. I've been. He's really welcoming for every player that comes in. Um, looks after your families. Um, as you said, he's a strong leader of the football club. And do you feel like he's got your back? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Um, the coach and the president have got your back here. Yeah. So it's feels supported. Um, oh, absolutely. So yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like any time something happens at this club, that Robbo picks up the pen pretty quickly and. Start shooting arrows very fast. Sure. One of the big powerhouse, one of the big clubs. Interest, interesting story with an opinion piece like that is you take on one of the most powerful, probably the most powerful person in footy aside from Gill and Richard Goyder, the AFL chairman. You know, when, when you, it's a really brave story to write because when you pick a fight with Eddie, you know, it can get pretty bloody pretty quickly. Is that? If you know what I'm I mean. Just, so it's, I'm just asking the question here, but is I that like sort of in good way. in a way? Like, would Robbo like that because then his name gets mentioned? A fair bit throughout the week. No, nah, I don't think the self-indulgence oh, yeah. is a factor. I mean, Caroline Wilson did the same thing with Hurdy. Remember when, when the yeah. whole Essendon thing was going down? She, from very early on, pointed the finger at Hurdy and his, uh, how responsible he was. And that was sort of a – I felt like that was a bit against the tide at the time. I think we still sort of um, thought Hurdy wasn't uh, as responsible as some others. But she went him hard. And in the end, you know, he had to fall on his sword. And I, and I thought she was sort of proven correct in the end. Yeah. Um, from my perspective, so I admire I admire Caro for her fearlessness, and in this is, in instance, Robbo writes that story knowing you're going to cop it back. Yeah, right. You're knowing you're going to get blowback. So, yeah. but there was no, I was just asking. There was mm. nothing really new in it, was there? That you could have. So what do you say? You, you, I'm you assuming you just said Eddie should go if Bucks goes, and used which old, has been said and used old quotes from times. when Bucks was appointed. But you could have really written that story. Last year or the year before. Week to week conversation at the moment, isn't it? It is. At this football club. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, the the, the positions of key officials are, are clearly under review. Like, they're hanging the balance. So, it's topical. It's newsy. People yeah. are wondering what's going to happen. So, so, I think it's valid. Eddie made that point on uh, Friday night when he said that someone in the media will create an opinion piece on someone. So, in this case, Eddie. And then... Every other journalist will have their opinion off the back of that opinion. Mm-hmm. We'll write a response off the back of Eddie's response this morning. It generates its own uh, coverage, and then that'll go through till this weekend's games. And then you go. There's a good saying about opinions. They don't mean more matter. Or? No, they like something, and everyone's got one. They all stink. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <coughs> well, uh, mate. Um, sometimes an opinion piece um, is even bigger. Bolder, more um, attracts, has more traction than a news piece. That's the sort of the news era we're living in. Any updates for us? Hundred free agency. Gary Ablett, you're the man who does the free agency. <coughs> Gary Ablett will come to Geelong next season without what else is a happening? shadow of a doubt. I haven't heard who about else is Jake Kelly for Who's about Kelly? two What's weeks? What's he doing? Joshy Kelly. Um, Where's he going? Oh, yeah. oh. He might stay. He might stay because if he stays Wait, for another two it. years, you said that he was going to North. Nathan yeah. Fife. Now Fife stayed. stays. Oh, a good yeah. coin too. Really nice coin. Dusty? 1.3 over 6. Well, we. Dusty, I think, going to stay. I'm 98% confident on that. Oh, yeah. There you go. Quick, quick free agent Who else? update. Else? Sammy Reid. Oh, Sammy Reid. Uh, the discussion has turned to his durability. Um, Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Although he's been very, I think he's played every game this season. Jake Lever? Uh, I reckon he's the second most in demand player behind. Josh Kelly in the comp, and I reckon it's out of... I reckon the Bulldogs and Melbourne are on the front of the grid, and then in positions three and four uh, might be Collingwood and 
I wouldn't totally discount Hawthorne, but that's how I got the F1s lined up at this stage. Yeah, nice. More, more importantly, Ben Reid, should his hair stay or go, uh, Pendles? Oh, that's pretty harsh. Jesus, the rain did him no favours. It made stay it, forward. It made it translucent. Good forward. I told, we, we discussed this about round six. He's a good forward. I know Bucks is a regular listener of the show. Yeah, yeah I like Reedy forward. <laughs> this is an, he's an instinctive footballer. Yep. Mind you, he did the slowest sidestep ever on the weekend and got past someone. Did he? Um, he got past Lemons. Did he enjoy that? Oh, I was on the bench and he sidestepped him. I could see it going to happen. I was like, you're going to get tackled. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Good chat. We uh, didn't Coco. give us much in the free agency stakes, did you? Oh, well, I ran through. Do we have any free agents here? I ran through. Oh, I think Goldie. I'm going to try and follow this up. Goldie has had one of his best seasons. Spokesman Triple M on Sunday gave one of the best interviews of the year. I know he stitched you up in that little internet spoof, which was one of the most funny things I've seen this year. He took you off an absolute treat. So he's on fire, Goldie. He's going well. Do you find the humour in that? Did I? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for his next milestone game. (laughs) (laughs) Go, go, finish us off, mate. Before that, what do you think think on roaming Brian? Love it. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? As soon as the siren goes to end the game, I generally switch the TV off. I've actually been switching from Fox to 7 just to watch Roaming Brian. Coco, let me say, the skill in that is so hard. Like To do that live when you don't know what's happening in the next three seconds, let alone in 30 seconds, it's totally unpredictable. You don't know everyone in the room. Like... BT is the you, absolute best in the country. You've got to have confidence to get around the room. And that's part of the reason why everyone switches over is because you're kind of waiting for it to implode. But yep. but week to week, he seems to keep keep pulling it off. Yeah, You've got to be very talented to do that. It was a very quiet week on social, but you did spark a bit of a bit of something. You said Tyson Goldsack says Nathan Buckley is the best coaching form of his career. Yep. Strong endorsement, of course. This was referring to your chat on Triple M. Yep. I won't name names, but someone came back on social, on Twitter, and said, because he's the only coach that actually plays Tyson Goldsack. Yep. Which well, Tyson... the name of the person was, who is Jaron Geary? Oh, yeah. so we've named names. For okay, yeah, cool. St. Kilda. Yeah. He's copped it. Uh, and Goldie came back with, played a few minutes against the Saints about seven years ago. Bang. Good choice of emoji too, Tyson. Yeah. Tyson. Enjoyed that. That's one. good. Go on a little because it, like, Twitter I mean, person, we'll... zero. Hmm? Tyson, one. Twitter person, zero. Yeah, emphatic. 40 love, Keyboard 6 love, warrior. 6 love. Oh, I like that. I like when players have a go at um, these box heads, um, you know, with a, with a bit of an amusing or funny take. Yeah. And it's just the... Um, as long as it's all taken in good fun, because that's all it is. Yeah. But the, the, some of the stuff that is on the people saying to it is... Just, like Isaac Smith apparently copped a barrage. Oh, I had a look at some of the stuff on there. Disgusting. So the best, bad. There's a filter on Twitter. That you, you go and get alerts from people you don't follow. Yeah. Every player should have it. Yeah. For hard for a young player not to be affected. Correct. I, I thought we we'll put out a social topic this week just to, just to rally the troops. We'll the get everyone involved in our Friday night we'll get them coffee in, bet. We'll get them involved in our coffee bet. I need all the help we can get. So just you need all the help questions. For, this is so every Friday night, what we need is your tip, mm-hmm. your margin, mm-hmm. most goals, most disposals. If, yep. you, if you could just maybe even inbox me some of the better people. So for an example, it would be Adelaide to win, Matt Crouch, most disposals, Tom Lynch, most goals, and Adelaide by 21 points. As, yep. an, example. As an example. As yeah. an example. And Coco usually loses. So if you want to, yeah. if you can give that man here some assistance, give me some help. Yeah. that would be good. And just if, if, if the fans of the podcast could just let SP know what he can do with his time off. He's got plenty, plenty of time to I'm just... In pain management. Just relax <laughs> and chill out. He's got nothing going on he in his life. He looks a very tight boy at the minute. So any tips on what he can do outside of footy? 
it would be much appreciated. Dad life. Dad life. Dad life. All right, folks. Good one. Good sesh. Enjoyed that. Lots of stuff. Strong, um, lots of stuff covered. I'll get back to my Game of Thrones. Um, writing stories. You got a lot of catching up to do. You look after yourself there, Scotty. I will, mate. You Don't look like you that. need a good night's sleep. And Coco, you keep being funny, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. And uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to the Jock and Jetto Show. Round 18. Send us in your tips. Most goals, most possessions. Your tip and your margin, and uh, we'll follow it up uh, next week. Hopefully, Coco's paying for the coffee again. We'll catch you next week on the Jock and Journal Show. Thank you. <laughs>